Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, everything in between, to The Roost, episode two. A little bit delayed, but we're here at last. <laughs> um, hectic schedules by all over the last few weeks. Uh, my name is Guilty Grey, joined as ever by the Greek Jesus himself, Mr. King Costi. Say hello, King. Praise be. This is for the, uh, <laughs> the roost for chickens and hens and all of our friends. Not ravens. Shh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Secrets. Um, I've been joined by the King of Costis as always, so we can discuss things <laughs> for you. Now, we have changed things up a tiny bit. We are even gaming, as you know, well, as I hope you know by listening to this. But right now, we're going to change things up. The roost is no longer Raven. Gaming is Ravens. Not just gaming. And not just this in brackets, if you want to visualize that on your screen. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. We're going to talk to you about all the geeky shit we love. Anything we've covered throughout the week. I believe that we're more than just gamers. We're everything in between. We're geeks. We're tryhards all the like so why not you know enjoy everything we have so in welcome to our celebration of our own fandom this is everything we love and we hope you love it too so let's get on with it the roost episode two enjoy i need to get my ad libs let me let me just let me just get me the ice <laughs> Okay, so starting off, we're going to start with news. Now, we're not covering loads of news, but we're going to cover a few things that we've seen that piqued our interest over the week. Now, I think today, actually, um, as of recording this, obviously it goes out on a different date, but as of recording today, we had a video released, which was a Marvel Phase 4 sizzle reel video. Now, uh, I know you haven't seen this, King Costi, so I'll talk you through kind of what happens in this it's got a voiceover from Stanley, and he, he's going on about how much he loves the world and how we're all meant to be together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it goes on to then show the trailers for certain things that are already available. So it shows the Black Widow trailer, and it shows the Shang Chi trailer and a snippet of the Eternals trailer. Now these are all trailers that have been released, and these are all films that are coming out in 2021. So obviously we know they're coming already, uh, and it just kind of gives you sizzle reels, just just kind of like to wait your appetite it then goes further on from that and it actually then starts to announce the other films in the lineup so it, it does reveal spider-man no from home and a release date of this year 2021 as well nice. um in march 2022 we've got dr strange in the multiverse of madness which we all knew was coming um it's going to star uh one the maximum uh in that one alongside dr strange for that weird stuff uh also in 2022 we've got four love and thunder which is an adaptation of the storyline where jane foster gets the powers of four and she becomes okay. four um, which does happen in the comics jane does pick up the hammer and she does become four when four's deemed unworthy and he's actually wielding stormbringer she she picks up mjolnir and becomes lady four basically i have uh, the comics of that actually oh there you go <laughs> yeah. um then also 2022 we've got revealed black panther the next one which is going to be called black panther one uh, wakanda forever which I think is an interesting um, title. I think it's a good title. Kind of Obviously, it's not going to involve Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, uh, as T'Challa. But I think it'd be a pretty good film. And obviously, you can tell by the name that they're going to really focus in hard on the legacy of Black Panther more so than, than it's his previous iterations. Um, next up is a, a project called The Marvels, which I've never heard of. 
which is also meant to be released in 2022. I don't have much information about this. I don't know what, this is where we get into the stage now where there's not much information around what the films are, but we have the titles. Um, so there's the Marvels 2022. No idea what that could be, even as an avid comic reader, not sure what that could be. The one after that, then we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantum Mania, which I think is going to lean heavily into this whole multiverse idea and in the quantum realm, because obviously Ant-Man ventured into the quantum realm was the kind of the, the trigger for end game for the going through the quantum realm to travel through time and, and fix stuff that way. Uh, then we've got 2023, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Nice. And then the trailer kind of ends then with a kind of enigmatic Marvel Studios logo. And in the background, there is a swooping circle as it goes round and the circle closes in and creates a four in the middle of the circle, which anyone who loves comics will know is the symbol for the Fantastic Four. So hmm. the last film that they announced, which is the Phase Four film, is going to be the Fantastic Four film. No date, no information, nothing, not even a name, just the logo and Marvel Studios. We know that they're working on a Fantastic Four film. That's, that's an obvious thing. But we kind of have to wait until later, I suppose, to find out what that is. Okay. And so that was their um, Marvel Phase 4 kind of sizzle reel lineup for the films. Now, there are Phase 4 TV shows. Um, obviously, we've had WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier already done. We've got Loki coming up. Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, uh, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and an untitled Wakanda series as well. <laughs> Marvel's got a lot going on. <laughs> I don't know if you Yeah, if no one's been following it, that shit can be daunting because <laughs> there is a lot. Don't it's... get me wrong, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm loving all the content. So the more content they can give me, the better, to be honest with you. Nice, very good. You, you, you've mentioned a lot of things there that I've kind of gone... I've got, I've got questions for obviously the mentioning the Spider-Man. There's, yeah. um, there's the question of will the Spider-Burst be included? I think there's been rumors of returning characters from the previous iterations. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but I'm hoping I see that because <clears> I, I do like, um, I do like these Spider-Man movies. I, I've, I've watched them recently and yeah. uh, I enjoy them. Um, and I do like the, um, the cartoon animated ones as well. And I'm looking forward to that, but I don't, nothing was announced for that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, really good. I think Dave Batista is really funny. As um, oh, I forgot the obviously, name. oh uh, Drax, Drax the Destroyer. But even that, that's obviously going to have James Gunn back on board because I know mm. I don't know if you followed it, but he got fired due to some yeah. inflammatory tweets he did. He went over into DC. He's actually made the latest Suicide Squad film, mm. and now he's obviously been hired back in to do Guardians Three. So I think Guardians Three was meant to come out, I believe, this year. But because of his firing, it was obviously held off. They're trying to find a new director. Then they obviously backtracked and brought him back in. That's why it's been delayed. Because he said he wouldn't start working on it until after he'd finished Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which is also out this year. Should be an interesting, uh, should be interesting to have the same director doing a movie for both DC and Marvel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's happened before. I think it'd be okay. I, I think so anyway. I, I, he's knowing what he's like, what he did with the Guardians 1 and 2, he's going to make Suicide Squad really good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to think of what the other ones were in there that I picked um, up on. Fantastic Four sounds. We spoke about Shang-Chi. You're a martial arts buff. Yeah. Love martial arts movies. This looks like a good martial arts film. Yeah. It looks very good. I'm interested to see how Marvel... Puts a spin on the kung fu style of 
movie and obviously because with a lot of the superpowers uh i mean that kind of it can feed into to the kung fu style especially when you think of like the more traditional one with the wire work and people flying yeah. around sword uh, just fighting everywhere it'd be, it'd be interesting to see and the trailer did look really good to be fair I'm, I'm looking forward to that um looking forward to dr strange as well i kind of got into the dr strange i kind of got into yeah. his his movies a little bit later um but really like the, the the premise of them so i'm interested to see what they do there with the whole um space time continuum and just all the uh, <laughs> multiple the dimensions and timelines that could possibly have taken place i'm i'm wondering if um the one thing i'm hoping for which is which is stupid um is, is i'm hoping that like robert downey jr returns just e- even if it's in a random um parallel dimension or something um in one of these movies um obviously it would, they'd have to do it in a a good way uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not just a not just a, a payoff or a, a sellout to bring him back in, but yeah. So I, I think the the opportunities there. <clears throat> no one cool. ever really dies in the comics, right? Comics are, are fickle things. Like characters die all the time. I mean, every character I think has died at one point in Marvel, and they just mm-hmm. bring in a new one. It's just something they do, and I suppose maybe they didn't intend to. I don't think they intended to do that. I think they intended to end it with the being over. But I think it got so big for itself that they can't afford to stay, you know, do these kind of things. Mm. Um, like even Steve Rogers, like, you know, at the end of um, Endgame, he's an old man and he can't really be part of the fight anymore. But there's still these persistent rumors that he's going to reappear and he's going to come back out as, you know, if like, if not Captain America, still be in the films as like a kind of a guidance for the new Captain America or even if it's a flashback or something like that. So I think the same can be can be happening for Robert Downey Jr. Like mm. these people get paid so much money to do these things, they all Marvel has to do, and you all know that Disney has all the money in the world. <laughs> they can just go, "Hey, Robert, here's a carrot at the end of a stick. Come follow, 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 follow." Boom, he's back in the film again. You know, it's it's quite simple, um, and I do see it happening eventually because I don't know why, but he's so bankable as Iron Man. Everyone yeah. loves it. Uh, I think he is. It's every generation has like a different like who's your superman who's your batman i think iron man is is robert downey jr to a t like i don't uh, i feel sorry for the person they try and make that play that role but then again i say that 10 15 years when a generation has forgot about that and isn't it isn't something relevant to them then somebody else could come along and do a good job i mean people always talk about heath ledger as as joker but i mean if you Mm. see Nicola, uh, Jack um, Jack Nicholson is the Joker as well. That's pretty freaking. <clears throat> that's pretty good as well, and, and and dark. And same kind of goes for Jared Leno, is it? Jared Leto. That's it. Get Jared, the name Leno. Jared Leno. Jared Leno. Jay Leno. Jay Leno's son, it. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's it's good news for Marvel. Looking forward to all those releases. I think it's going to be uh, amazing coming in the next uh, year or two. Yeah. Disney Plus. Now, yeah, Disney Plus is going to be the place to be. Check out all your Marvel content there. Um, now, back to gaming, which originally is our, our thing. We had a state of play this week. Uh, King Costi, you want to take us through it? Our PlayStation correspondent. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, um, the state of play really wasn't anything massive. The, the biggest thing they really had, that, that's the only talking point, would be uh, Ratchet & Clank 
which they mm. uh, put a bit of an extended trailer of gameplay on, showed there's two playable characters, obviously. Obviously, you've got the, the original duo, Ratchet and Clank, and then you have Rivet, who's a female character. It looks very good. I've got to be honest. The one thing about Ratchet and Clank is it's made by Insomniac Games. They're the same people who did um, Spider-Man, also did... Um, it's going to kill me. Spyro, I believe. I believe they did the Spyro games, the original Spyro games. Um, I think so. So, so I'm wondering if it's going it, to. I mean, parts of it look like it shares some of the same game mechanics. I don't necessarily know if it's a game I'll pick up. I say that now, closer to the time I'll probably pick it up because it's a PlayStation Five exclusive, and I'm just a, a fanboy at heart, unfortunately. And I'll be like, this game's great. You should play it's it. But slap for PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think it's for a, a, a younger generation of, of gamers, but it, it looks really good. Um, I, I, I like the look of it. I, I do like these platform games. Like playing Astro, um, which was the free game that came on the PS5. How many times have I said PS5 in the last couple of cents? Anyhow. No, no. Um, yeah. Keep going and get cool. that sponsorship deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool playing them because it, it's a long time since I've played a game like a, a Mario Brothers or... A, what was the last one I would have played? Jackson Daxter was was one that I really liked on on PS3 and PS2. So it it would be cool to pick it up and play it. Looked really cool. I reckon it's going to sell a lot. I can't remember if there's if there was a movie supposed to be coming out as well. Uh, what was your take on it? Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm not so keen on these these kind of. I don't know. I think the nostalgia for these games died for me a long time ago. Like, I never wanted to go back and play Crash Bandicoot or any of these, or like the Spyro trilogy when they got re-released. I just, I left it all behind. I think that they're banking a lot on this whole rift thing, where you can go between rifts and you're in a different like stage, or you're like there's basically multiple worlds, isn't there? And you can rift between each one instantly uh, and go to another world to kind of get to another objective within the same world it all sounds interesting but again it just doesn't i don't know it's just not for me no it's weird because i think we were we were talking about earlier about like you know realistic like hard kind of games based with childish games i don't have anything wrong with the what can be perceived as childish games like you know i've I've been playing mario lately and all that kind of stuff and i'm enjoying all those but I think this is a bit, I don't know, they're banking a lot on it. And I think it's a weird franchise to bank so much on because I don't think it's a franchise that would, I don't think it really draws that much nostalgia, as much nostalgia as they think they think it does. Um, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's a weird one. Like I'm, I'm still kind of wondering where, I mean, not to go off on a tangent about PlayStation because the thing is, you just constantly hear about, oh, there's going to be so many exclusives, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And we've heard about a couple of them. And part of me is like, where's God of War? Where's Horizon? Where's the announcements yeah. for these games? Instead, you're pushing Ratchet and Clank, which isn't a bad game. Like, for all I know, um, for all we know, these games sell a ridiculous amount uh, <laughs> of copies. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's always the thing I, I, I sometimes try and tell myself. I go, okay, when I'm the age I am now, the games old. that I'm going to buy, <laughs> the old, you know, um, the games that I'm going to buy now is going to be selective as opposed to when I was a kid. It, I would have played the games. These games would have appealed to me a lot more. Um, yeah. And they, they still are fun, but it, it's kind of like having that, that I guess that, I, I want to say like a childish charm to it, but you could say something like that of a Hollow Knight, but Hollow Knight also has that 
that dark, um, twisted it, type of feel. Has it to got it to the well. point where we're not playing games because they're fun anymore? <laughs> is that what it is are we just admitting that we're masochists and we're just like I like to play a game because it's fucking hard and it kicks my teeth in every time I play it yes yes that is exactly what it is we are just uh, into a bit of a <laughs> video game s yeah that's bad but it's I get I get what you mean right that's, that's exactly where I'm coming from hmm I don't know. I think that it's an unusual one. And it, um, am I right in a suit, uh, saying this is an actual PS5 only, right? Yeah. Yeah, PS5. That might be why they're pushing it so hard because obviously we have heard rumors that Ragnarok or whatever the new God of War is going to be called and even uh, Forbidden West, they're going to be on the PS4 as well. Mm. So obviously, I think PS5 is trying its hardest or places Sony are trying their hardest to leverage the the marketing around these games uh this game because it's a ps5 exclusive because it's they're, they're i'm guessing you could kind of put it in the same category as the medium on the xbox series x right they're saying this couldn't be achieved if only for the super advanced technology of the ps5 yeah uh, you couldn't do this any other way i mean to touch on a bit more i mean it's a weird one as well because there's a lot of news coming out about playstation like being like the, the fastest selling console but then there's also the question of where are they all? And then it's like <laughs> people with the console, like for me, for example, we'll when this game <laughs> comes out, it's going to come out and I'm going to be like, okay, it's not the type of game I would usually pick up and play, but I've got a PS5. I paid X amount for it. It's a PS5 only game. Yeah. I'm going to pick it up and then I'll be like, and then I'm going to, I'm going to be like, I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to enjoy it because it looks like an enjoyable game, but it's, it's that it's, it's like you buying medium. It's like Joe buying medium you know a certain part of you bought that solely because it had that Xbox One sticker on it. Yeah, not meta- metaphorical bubble, stick, sticker. Xbox, it was free. <laughs> <laughs> Going to burst your bubble, but we played that because it was free. Okay, well, look, okay, listen, I got, I, I got, I got um, Soulstorm for free. That's, that's what I got. <laughs> I'll give you a solo tap later, don't worry. <laughs> um, no, I know what you mean, though. I played the. I did. So I. I think I get where you're coming from. It's a case of you. You're going to play it not for the sake of wanting to play Ratchet and Clank so badly, but wanting to see what the peak of your new console, which you've basically you're trying to justify the, the expense of the console, right? Mm. You want to play something that you know is only possible on that console, and you can. We want to see what that console can do. So I'm guessing it's a case of his hoping it does deliver, right? The medium didn't. I can tell you right now, the medium didn't deliver. It was, it was a good-looking game, but it wasn't good enough to be uh, next-gen only. So I'm hoping that, considering the amount of marketing they're putting into Ratchet and Clank, that's it's it's going to be that kind of console seller or that that big IP that is going to make people think I need to get PS5. Yeah. It's not going to make me think that. <laughs> no, it won't make me. That's thing is, I don't think it's to appeal to us. That's the thing as well. I think it's to appeal to a, uh, a younger demographic. Um, maybe not necessarily the people who are going to be buying their own consoles, but are definitely going to be asking for consoles and, and are going to... Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's just something that's going to appeal to a younger generation. What 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 would be the age um, on sure. it? A uh, five plus? Three plus? I'd say five, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I I mean there is adult humour to be had in it. I know that. Knowing Ratchet and Clank, it always has an underground, like an underlying 
kind of adult humor element to it. But I just don't think it's going to be, I don't know. I just don't, when is it releasing anyway? Oh, that's a good point. June 11th. That's quite a while away. Yeah. So okay. two months. Yeah. I guess we'll talk about it more when it comes out and when I eventually play it. Wait <laughs> <laughs> for King Costi's review. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to play this game, but I did. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was it. So was there anything else of note in the state of play or was it just... No, I'd, I'd say that. I mean, the one thing that was also announced is they're doing upgrades to the PS5 for frame rates and HDR, which is, sounds really good. I'm hoping that the frame rate increase works on stuff like um, Bloodborne. Um, I say that, that sounds like a, played through it, but yeah, it sounds like another console I heard of. Oh, what are they called again? Well, yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, they've been doing <laughs> this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 apart from that, that's it. Um, I think you had some news as well on on Resident Evil Village as well. You wanted to fill us in on. Well, not so much news as Resident Evil Village is being released this week. So if you're listening to it on the week this was released, um, Resident Evil Village is out this week. Be released on the 5th, I believe. Uh, 5th of May, and it's going to be epic. I mean, not a 5th of vodka. Not a 5th of vodka, <laughs> not anything like that. Drinking is bad, children don't do it unless we're drunk and we're telling you otherwise. Um, 7th of May, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Resident Evil Village is out. Now, this is a continuation of Resident Evil 7, uh, which is Resident Evil Biohazard, the kind of, I suppose, reboot that was released. I don't even know when it was released. What was it, two years ago, three years ago now? Yeah. I, I, I uh, played it. When did we go to EGX? Uh, oh, fucking hell. That was a long time ago. Yeah. We went to the last one we went to, right? It was the last one they did, so it would have been 2019. Mm. Um, let me get the release date for Resident Evil. I think it might have been when we went to Birmingham, I've got to be honest. Really? God, that was a while ago. Uh, 2017 so yeah so that's what four years ago now yeah so yeah Resident Evil there's a direct sequel to Resident Evil 7 you can play as the same guy so you play as Ethan Winters who is um, looking for his daughter Rose in a creepy village somewhere in Eastern Europe I want to say and so far all we've seen is that he has to go through the titular village and a castle which overlooks it. Now they've released a few demos. I know you played the Maiden demo originally. Yeah. Um, and there's two more demos since, which I've seen play through his form, but I haven't played myself. Now those were the village demo, um, aptly named because you're in the village. And then there's the castle demo, which takes place in the same castle the Maiden demo takes place, but you play as Ethan, it has combat, etc., etc. Um so what have you seen of it? What have you played of it, if any? Of the Resident Evil? I've seen a, a couple of demos of it. Not the most recent one. I like the look of it. Like, um, It's funny. I like games with horror elements, but full-on horror games, I'm not necessarily a massive fan of, uh, which is weird because, you know, like I say, there's a lot of horror elements in Bloodborne or like Dark Souls or... Mm in those type of games. Um, but I do like the look of it. I like that they've changed it to a first-person game. I, I Like I think I put in the chat, I was un, unaware that it was a continuation just because I haven't really followed Resident Evil since Resident Evil 2, but I feel like it's a, a series that has a, 
a lot of wealth in it. And if you was just kind of tap in, I'm sure you just end up playing through the series. So it, it would be interesting to try this one out. Um, once again, I mean, the thing that we're kind of talking about is it'd be good to be able to meet up and actually try these out with each other than not necessarily everyone have to purchase it. And if you do connect with it, then you can get your own copy. Um, but yeah, it looks good. The, the graphics in it, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. regardless yeah. of next gen, whatever, the the one that was on PS4 and Xbox One looked fantastic and they've followed that trend. I mean, I think it looked so good that it was making people sick. So they had yeah. to make it. The Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, and this one as well. I mean, I've seen playthroughs of all of the demos now. The graphics are spectacular. The sceneries themselves are just amazing. And it looks realistic. It's, it's, it's almost photorealistic, and it's it's amazing what they've done. And this this new, so it's using a new engine. So it's not the same old engine we had from like Resident Evil Six or Five, um, the kind of action heavy, uh, run around like Chris Redfield punching boulders games. It's using the Resi engine. It's the RE engine. Um, so that's what they use for Resident Evil Seven. Now I'm going to go back and play Resident Evil Seven before I touch this. I think. It is available on Games Pass, so I downloaded it today, and I'm going to uh, try and play through that, and then I'm going to move on to Village. It's just to kind of get my a taster of what the story is, because obviously it's a new protagonist set within the same world, but it, it's, it's slightly different. Um, I'm guessing it's a bit further down the line, and things may have changed. Um, I'm looking forward to this one, and I, I have a feeling we're going to end up buying this by the end of the month. I'll probably have it uh, once I finish Resident Evil 7, and then I can play it through. You know how it gets. Nice. Looking forward to the uh, review. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If you want to see a review of that, you'll have to hold your horses because that's not going to happen till the end of May. <laughs> so, um, a grain analysis, if you would. A grain analysis. Now, I was thinking I may play through Resident Evil Seven and I actually stream it. So I'm currently playing other games. So you know, for my personal life, just playing games. But for the channel, for the for Raven gaming i may uh, stream my playthrough of that for the first time playing resident evil 7 um i'm like you i'm not 100 percent sold on these horror games in totes in totality like i've tried to play outlast and those kind of things and never really sold to me but i can appreciate the kind of japanese horror games does that make sense no definitely resident evil even like the evil within like those kind of games which are very much horror games and survival horror games but they have that kind of silent hill resident evil vibe to them and, and it's not so much pure horror like it starts off as horror and develops itself into you are kind of more capable to handle the threats being thrown at you so yeah i'm uh, i'm gonna check that out and i'm gonna see what I, how, how that works i'm definitely gonna get village because it just looks amazing if not just for the graphics just to be like oh my god and also for a seven foot vampire lady <laughs> or nine actually i think she's nine foot yeah. That's a tall lady. Someone on Reddit calculated it and said that if she sat on your chest, she'd kill you. <laughs> it sounds like she could be a Bond villain. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I know a lot of people are simping for her online. So <laughs> if you're part of that, that, that subreddit, then by all means, get your fill. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the news this week, just to wrap up everything. Um, what we've seen, what's been interesting, what's piqued our interest. 
Um, that was just over this week. We have had a three-week hiatus. Normally, we've been doing this every two weeks. We cover a bit more news, um, but there's no point in going over everything we've seen over the last few weeks because we'll be here all fucking day. <laughs> um, so those are a few bits we've seen. Um, if, you know, if you have any opinions on those, let us know on any of our socials. Go check us out. Uh, and then we'll move on to the next category. And what is the next category? What's the next subject? Uh, next category we have put as uh, anime, uh, but it would also be TV programs, I guess, what we've been watching. Uh, Going to review, I say review, we've both watched um, Yesuke recently on Netflix, which came out, which is the story of the Black Samurai, who was a retainer to Oda Nobunaga, was um, brought into his services. He was a servant for, uh, I think, a Dutch trading um, company, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, really interesting. Um, and just anything else that we've kind of been watching. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what this, this subject is about, I guess. And you've just covered some of it. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> I've just covered some of it. So, I mean, no, I'll, throw, I'll throw it over to you. Obviously, I've given a bit of backstory into the, um, the story, which um, you can find that on Google if you want. But the story itself kind of is, is a fictional telling of what happens after the... Um... Wait, you're trying to tell me that that anime I watched wasn't completely 100% realistic. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me in 16th century Japan, they didn't yeah. have Mecca. Oh, I hate to tell you this. Don't do this to me. I hate to, listen, listen. Are you sitting down? I, I am. I wasn't. I am now. <laughs> I was pacing back and forth thinking I had to rethink history. <laughs> Gundam wing isn't real. Oh, man. <laughs> I've not been to Japan, but all I've imagined was giant robots everywhere. You're going to show up this. in a mech, so we're just going to just swoop down with a 17-story <laughs> sword. <laughs> a guy robs a bank, and as he runs out, he runs into the foot of a giant mech. Why? Why? Why has there always got to be so much overkill in those animes? It's like literally one dude screaming for about 30 seconds, then you just see this sword the size of the Titanic <laughs> land on top of them. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Everyone He's... else in the vicinity is dead too. Collateral damage is a big thing. And Japanese anime doesn't hide. They want to show you that he's dead. They'll just, as the smoke uh, settles, he'll just be like half on one side of the blade, half on the other. Only, there's and two it's... ways it will work, right? It's either all the smoke and it clears and he's okay, or the smoke clears and he's been fucking eviscerated. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two ways it's going to work out. Those right? are the only two options. That's it. Um, there's no in between. There's no near misses. There's no lucky escapes. It's you've either stopped it with one finger or you've been cut in half. So one of those two things is going to happen. Um, anyway, yeah. So Yasuke, yeah, I mean, this <laughs> going back to it, this is obviously, yeah, I didn't realise it was, it was um, obviously I've heard rumours of this, this, this being a true story. Obviously it's elaborated and it's, it's, it's kind of, accentuated for the sake of this anime there's you know there's magic there's mecha there's um just interesting choices throughout um it's it kind of covers nobunaga's quest to unify japan um but he dies in this so i'm assuming it, it wasn't very successful in unifying japan so <laughs> theoretically in the time frame of yasuke japan would still be a warring nation <laughs> to this day um <laughs> And it's good. I mean, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. It's good. I watched it over two days. I think you did pretty much the same, right? Yeah. 
oh man i had to binge it it's not very long if anyone hasn't seen this before go check it out it's on netflix yeah. um eight episodes long uh, six actually but 40, oh, 40, six I, think, I think they're about they range from about 40 minutes to to i think they're one of them i think the last one may have been 15 minutes long or something like that but yes yeah, six episodes 45 minutes long say let's say um yeah you can watch it like i think i watched the first four episodes in the first day and then i left the last two to watch the next day and yeah re- really good it's mm. I-, I like the story um he's kind of protecting a child who has some sort of uh magical powers and can connect with another realm where the daimyo is uh trying to control and steal her life form so that she can live for uh, Another hundred or so years, you know, nothing, uh, anyway. nothing new here. <laughs> yeah, you know, anime stuff. Anime um, stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it ramps up quite quickly, right? I mean, and the intro is really epic when you had this kind of massive battle scene going on, uh, which we find out later is obviously set within a dream of Yasuke, where he's having this dream of, of what happens in the last moments of Nobunaga's life and the assault on his castle and you get to see magic being used, like <laughs> with the arrows, you get to see these giant mecha, you get to see lots of people getting killed. And then uh, it, it goes a bit slower after that. I think it goes a bit more nuanced. It, it does focus a bit more on him as a person. Mm. Uh, there's some interesting scenes, uh, like the scene where Nobunaga first meets him and says, a man must be clean and, <laughs> and orders him to be cleaned. Yeah. And then it's surprised that he doesn't get cleaner it's because he's black and it doesn't rub off um they're interesting characters i mean the ensemble characters are pretty good it's it's very much it didn't really go down the route that i thought it didn't go as, as the anime route as i thought where you had this ragtag bunch of mercenaries who i kind of thought would be introduced more and have more within the story and they didn't really yeah they were just kind of there and then they weren't anymore um and even that that wind is really loud <laughs> King Cossie's house is haunted, just if, if anyone is uh, wondering. Um, but yeah, so, so tell me, what do you think of Yasuke? Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. I think you touched on a good point there. There were some characters in there who were interesting, but they didn't kind of build on them. So then when they... I think there was one character, I swear, in one episode, he was there and then he wasn't. I was like, I was like when did he die? And I, I rewound it, like thinking, like I must have missed his death or something. No, he just he just disappeared. Um, there was the uh, see. That's the thing. I couldn't tell you. I think he was like the bandito guy, or, or, or at least that's kind of like what I could. He kind of had. I, oh, this. Oh, he had like an eye patch. Yeah, he was like a soldier with an eye patch, and he kills the guy, and then. You just don't see him again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was confused. Um, yeah, there was yeah, a hook placed on him. Yeah. The the, with the, let's with not go the too far into spoilers just in case they okay. don't want to watch it well no I'm not I'm not, let's, let's not I, won't, I won't say necessarily what happens to, to them but there was a hook lady there was like a, a, a mech guy there was a I mean there, there was a good ensemble cast I mean I think what they did that was really good it was, it was they used flashback scenes and going to the past really well to kind of give backstory for him especially and then show yeah. him in the current day and I think that helped move the action along as well so you know um going to showing him uh, alongside Nobunaga the the washing hey. of the skin is apparently a is apparently a true story actually they did think he oh, was, really? uh, yeah they did think <laughs> he was dirty and realized he wasn't and a lot of the things they depict in it um there's it, a lot of like, kind of true 
Yeah, it's not just race. I don't even think it's really racial tension. It's more the fear of outsiders of foreigners, which was something that was prevalent within Japan at the time. Yeah, um, notorious. Yeah, they were quite notorious for it. Their borders were closed. Like, I mean, historically, Japan's borders were closed up until I think the Americans tried to trade with them and they just refused entry. But then the Americans bombarded them from out of sea, <laughs> and um, once they destroyed their ports, they decided, yes, okay, we'll let you trade with us. So. That makes sense for the story, and it makes sense for Japan. Yeah, I know, right? Proper American tactic, isn't it? And, um, I like yeah. the fact that only the Dutch were allowed to trade with it. That tells you how nice the Dutch are. They were like, nobody's allowed in except, except the, the Dutch. Dutch. We, we like, like pancakes. The, we like those Dutch people. Uh, we like the pancakes. They're pretty decent, you know. Okay. They, they do good food. Um, yeah, so I do think that the... Um, I like the fact that he kind of his motivation is very much around um, the idea within African culture that children are precious. Our future, yeah, I mean, well and let them it's actually, lead them away. <laughs> <laughs> because even though Yasuke mentions it, so does the shaman later on. I don't know if you realize that there's a part of the shaman later on also says that he basically says he actually says the children are a future mm. that is the comment he makes and obviously they're not from the same tribe but they have that same kind of underlying um ethos where a village looked after a child uh, and the old saying it takes a village to raise a child is an african saying it's from the african tribes and that's mm. um something they was kind of had in their their their, their wheelhouse of, of 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 um entomology it was just we have you have to look after kids because they're the next generation and the flashbacks do a big thing for kind of showing his not only his devotion to um a betterment of, of japan but also this this instinct of looking after children his introduction to nobunaga is around protecting a child and 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 kind of so on and so forth so yeah i think it was good i do think there were certain things they could have done more with like the um not to spoil it but the token the lotus flower token yeah. that the lady had. I mean, they kind of hinted at a connection between her and someone in his past, but there was never any real joining of that. those two things. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be in. like, oh, that was my auntie, sister, slash mother possible person yeah. that I knew as well. But um, yeah. It was a bit weird that, and also her, that character in general just wasn't in it anymore. And that we, you know, her fate is very much left up to it's ambiguous you know, it's left up to us to decide what's going on with her we're told she's dead but we don't see her die mm. and in a show like this where everything's quite visceral people die a lot um <laughs> and you see them die quite yeah. gruesome deaths as well it seems a bit odd to then shy away from that so i i don't know if that was meant to be like sequel baiting but then the end of it i will you're know, not a spoiler but the end doesn't seem to be leaving room for a sequel yeah so I'm not sure where that's kind of going or why they didn't take that any further. No, it'd definitely be a push for them to have a se- another season, I think. But I mean, yeah. yeah. Do you think this, this is something they're looking to open up to be an anthology series, maybe? Within the same kind of fictionalized Japanese history, but focusing on different Japanese sub, like fictional heroes? Or not fictional heroes, but heroes from the past who they can maybe... Kind of like the legend mm-hmm. of the hero. Because that would it, be very cool, actually, if they were to did, do like a Musashi one or like a, a, a Hattori Hanzo one or something or something like that. That'd be quite, yeah. Because I think you could, because they have 
what they did is well, not they did a good job of not only kind of building on Yasuke, but it built on the world in which this Japan exists. You know, like we said, we've got these mechas, the magic, all this kind of stuff. It's just there. It doesn't explain why it's there. It doesn't explain why there's mecha, why there's all this stuff. They just they exist, and, and everyone's used to them existing. Yeah. <laughs> so it does do a good job of kind of giving you all these tidbits of this this crazy futuristic, but yet still feudal world but doesn't really give you any payoff to why these things exist. Even one of the main characters is a robot, like a legitimate robot. And it's never tells you who they are, where they are, where they come from, why. And yeah, I think that if they're going to do it as more than one, it may be a case of continuing it through and maybe certain characters from this story will then arch into the next and use them as that kind of linking thread but with different main characters. So maybe it won't be Yasuke. It would be, like you said, it would be Hanzo maybe. It would be the next one. It would be the story of Hanzo and his fight with someone else in another like district or another area of Japan. Maybe another Daimo. You never know. I mean, they could also do the fact, like um, like you were saying, the fact um, Nobunaga dies in this, which is not a... It's not a spoiler. It's history. He he does actually die in the manner in which they show and Japan is is eventually united by Hideyoshi. So they could follow that path line for example and that would be a way to kind of keep Yasuke in the story if he was to somehow maybe join up with some of the other players and characters in the story of Japan at that time and be maybe like a somebody in the shadows no pun yeah. intended <laughs> no racist intended yeah. because not only that the, the, the story does kind of it, it does introduce us to other people within Nobunaga's kind of inner circle right but never really reveals anything about them. You have the um, the guy who it's strongly hinted at is, is Nobunaga's lover. Mm. And it's just kind of hinted at, but then nothing really comes of it. You know, this person is named, this person is, is present, but they don't do anything. So I thought that was a bit odd. So maybe that is what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to build up a world. And it might be that it will be Yasuke returning and it might be the story of Yasuke lending his kind of skills and his abilities into another fight or another person who's picking up Nobunaga's fight. But I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure how that would work out. And I don't think I would appreciate it if it was Yasuke again, because I don't think there's much about Yasuke's story that really needs to be told anymore. Yeah. No, I think they've, I think they did a good job of taking his story somewhere else. Um, Obviously, yeah. and they, yeah, I think that was done well. So I don't think there's any more we can really do. He'd just be sort of like a um, side, character. like you're saying, yeah, a side character in in a story set in the same time period. Mm. Yeah, which I would, I definitely subscribe to that. Because mm. there's even this 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 kind of like underlining story of the church as well that doesn't really pan out or go anywhere. Just a random priest. <laughs> yeah. Who has, has the most badass knuckle dusters in this? <laughs> Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna praise God, do it with knuckle dusters. That's what I say. Um, but yeah, I think we've spoken enough about Yasuke. Definitely. We will maybe be recording a spoiler cast if you want to kind of see our full discussion on all the characters. Full disclosure: we may be covering some of the bits we've covered in this podcast, but obviously we'll elaborate on it a bit more. Go into spoiler territory and kind of talk about all of the characters, all the nitty gritty, the outcome of the story. Uh, how it ends and, and kind of again looking at the future but from the perspective of us knowing what happened and discussing with you guys what happened so if you want to 
hear that, keep an eye, keep an ear to the ground here on Raven Gaming, uh, and we'll we'll put it out as a spoiler cast, and we'll make sure the word spoiler is somewhere in the title, so you can get pissed off of us. So please don't. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so that's um, what I've what we've been watching. I mean, obviously that's not only what we've been watching. That's what we've been watching together. I've watched this week. I have been watching Invincible. Uh, it ended this week. I know you've seen a few episodes of that, so. Yeah. I won't go into too much detail about it. It's um, a fantastic animated show. Amazing comic book. Um, kind of uh, realisation of a comic book property into animated form. Um, and it's, it's really good. So I'm looking forward to you finishing that so we can kind of have a bit more of an in-depth talk about what comes up next and, and where it's going to go. But yeah, it's brutal as fuck. If you haven't seen yeah. this on Amazon, go check it out. Um, it's not your typical thing. No. It's by the guy who made The Walking Dead, so it does try to subvert the Walking Dead comic, by the way, not the shitty TV yeah. show. Um, <laughs> so it does try and subvert the kind of the tropes of of a comic book film, a comic book series, with regards to how it looks at these superpowered beings and how they exist. And I think that GI Jose said it, or someone i think it was either gi jose or a deity said to me when we were talking about it the other day that it's basically the boys were animated mm. um and that's the best way of looking at it is kind of that same makes adult. with one punch man a tiny bit but i mean I, obviously if you if you know your stuff with regards to dc comics like the power scaling is just it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's all it is it's just him he's there um so yeah we'll we'll talk about that more in depth once you've finished it off um, it is finished though so guys if you want to check it out and binge it all the way through check it out on Amazon it's 8 episodes long each episode's about an hour long it was being released weekly but it's all out there now so the series series 1 is finished and, and I'm assuming I think it's already been greenlit for series 2 but I have seen this going yeah. all the way through to the end I don't know if the comic run is finished oh, yeah, I don't think the comic run is finished um, but there's a lot still to come so if you are interested in that check that out um, I've also watched this week I started watching Dota um, which anyone who doesn't know gaming, uh, Dota is Defense of the Ancients, which is a game which is massive. It's a um, competitor for League of Legends. Um, and an anime adaptation for that has just been released on Netflix. Uh, so I started that today. I think I watched the first episode today. Um, so far, it's been okay. Um, it's the same kind of animation style as Castlevania. Yasuke as well, similar animation style to that. And also um, Dragon's Dogma which was yeah. another um, gaming-based anime series which has been put out there. Uh, that kind of leads me on to the question of what do you think? Cause, I mean, I know you've seen the first season of Castlevania. Do you think any other kind of video game properties would, would, would lend themselves well to this, this kind of treatment, to this anime treatment? Um, yeah, I mean, not, not, to, be cli- not to be cliche. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Dark Souls? <laughs> It would actually, but I wasn't thinking Dark Souls. But no, Dark Souls would actually be really good because you could tell individual characters' stories that you meet in the game. So then you could just like tell the story of like Solaire or, or, or the story of um, Sister Frida would be, be a cool one or just something like that. But I was thinking uh, Ghost of Tsushima would be a really good one um, just because what I was thinking for Yasuke, but something that was... Um, Something that would be unique, perhaps, would be maybe a um, Order eighteen eighty six. It'd be similar to something like Van Helsink. Um, 
Obviously, the, okay. game, the game was a little bit in the middle for people, um, which is fair enough. But I think the setting and the game itself would lend well to a animated series. Um, it, it would be very similar to Castlevania, just different period of time. Like, yeah, like a more, not modern, but steampunk kind of futuristic from the eyes of a Victorian age person. Mm. I could see that working. That could be pretty good. I mean, they're doing a lot more of these. So I've noticed this is they're starting to kind of, Netflix is starting to push them out. So we had Castlevania, which was the first one. Then obviously Dragon, Dragon's Dogma, which now I've, I've seen. And then now Dota. I can't help but think that these, these RPG-based games based in big worlds would make great kind of fodder for these. So you could do like a Dragon Age one. Yeah. You could do a Fallout one. That would be pretty good. A Fallout-based one would be pretty decent because the Fallout world is massive, right? All the different vaults. It's all of America. You can base it in a different state each each series. You can follow a different kind of vault survivor and what they kind of get around to. And it would be a different aesthetic, so it wouldn't be this this kind of samurai aesthetic. It'd be obviously this cyberpunky, 1950s retro robots, clink clank, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but also then I was thinking Monster Hunter. Now, obviously, the, the monsters in Monster Hunter are the big draw, right? Being able to see them in animated form would be amazing. I think you could do good things with um, them animated. And the first episode of, dragon, of Dota actually features a dragon in it, which is very reminiscent of Diabolos okay. in Monster Hunter. And that's what actually made me think about it. I thought, like, you know, the way it moves and the way it fights within the context of the anime, I thought, wow, that's, that's Diabolos, like, you know? You could have that, you could have Nogagante, you could have the Elder Dragons, you could have Kirin kind of all rocking about in this animated form. And that'd be majestic as fuck. And also, you just, because it's an open world, it's kind of similar to Dark Souls, right? It's, it's a blank world. There's no real story about it. You're just a, a monster hunter who's on the, planet, on the island and you're hunting monsters. You could create any character out of that. Just to develop a character individually and go, here you go, this is a character who exists within this world and just does their own thing and lives their own story, which won't have a massive effect on the world, but that doesn't mean they can't be in it. So, Definitely. yeah, that kind of thing I'd like. And I am looking forward to the new Castlevania, which is coming out soon. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Can't wait. You need to catch up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us, that takes us away from what we've been watching. So we've been watching quite a few things. Any of that stuff you want to check out, or if you've checked anything out you think we should watch, head over to Facebook or even Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to do, and drop us a line. Let us know what you've been watching. Anything that's kind of geeky, nerdy, anything you think we'll be into, let us know. We'll check it out, and we can let you guys know if and when we get around to it. Uh, that, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, the big topic. What have you been playing? <laughs> I know what you've been playing and I know you're desperate to talk about it so let's get down to it shall we <laughs> uh, what have I been playing um, I don't know what I've been playing Dark Souls <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, no, on a side note because we haven't spoken since uh, I did uh, I did uh, play Sekiro and I managed to beat Al um, Hitless and I beat um, Emma Lady Lady um, Emma as well uh, Hitless uh, yeah, just throw that in there. But no, what I have been playing is the PlayStation Five exclusive. Boo. Came out this week. Boo. Wait, what? Made by uh, this week? Yeah, it did. It came out on Friday, didn't it? Made by House oh, Mark Marky. Uh, Returnal. It's a yeah. 
it's a rogue like or rogue light either one they seem to be using uh, it's i don't know what the difference is i think what i think the reason they say rogue light is because there are aspects to it that are rogue that does make it a rogue game but there are also parts of it don't like you you do progress like once you beat a boss and you get to a next area in your next run through you'll come across that area a lot quicker and you can go straight to it as opposed to having to do the things you needed to do in the first uh, biodome. Uh, I've never really played um, roguelike games uh, before. There are a couple, but not, not for a couple of years. So it was something that I had to get used to, uh, to be honest. But it is very similar to Dark Souls in the respect of you lose everything when you die. <laughs> you know, um, I just really like it, like the shooting aspect of it. I'm not necessarily a person who really likes shooting games, but the way it's done is it's like Space Invaders in 3D is is the best way I can explain it because the way the enemies' attacks come at you sometimes um, in like blocks and specific formations. Uh, so you can you can dash for everything. You've got iframes, which is which is I think is cool. Um, very reminiscent to Dark Souls, and. At the moment, I'm just on the second biodome, got to the second boss, fought him, but I lost, um, and it's thrown me straight back to my ship crashing, <laughs> which was painful, but it's, it's fine. Um, you get on runs, you, you learn. You the, the best thing I would say is if you're going to play a game or any game like this, the way this game is mapped out, the best thing to do is find the objective. Um, if you need to defeat a boss, find the boss, and then try and level yourself up. There are... Um, I want to say fast tra fast travel points that you can use and there is one outside the boss room there's one outside significant part so as long as you find that and then you go and progress to try and level up find better weapons find better um, uh, I was going to say mal um, mal malfunctions not malfunctions what are they called um, god damn you, you, you find parasites you find different parasites that give you uh -huh. uh, different buffs and stuff and then once you get yourself to a sufficient level then just fast travel to the boss and fight them and that's essentially what i did in the run where i beat the boss i need to do the same thing in my current run but the uh the crimson waste which is what i'm currently on is a bit more of a open area so okay. it is always a bit of a trek to get to the boss which is um fun very yeah. fun very fun answer i mean <laughs> this is annoying me because i don't own a ps5 but i want one for this game i like roguelikes and this it looks like an amazing one because i know there's in this i've seen a lot of footage around it and i know it's got this similar similarity to the bullet hells as well with the way enemies attack with these kind of waves of bullets coming towards you and it's very much having to dodge it all in three dimensions which is pretty cool um i'm just jealous <laughs> it's it's so funny it's a it's the type of game that I, I really do like it and i can understand the scores i've seen this gotten like an eight the one thing i would say is the ability to save even though i'm not saying change it to individual runs and dying and then go back to the beginning i'm just trying to say what would be cool is if i was to turn on now and get on a good run instead of having to stay up until i don't know yeah one in the morning i could just go okay i'm going to save this now and come back to it in the morning um that's the only that's the only one thing but it sounds like they might add something but it's not a massive thing because like i say your progression does save i feel like if you had a friend or two um 
you know in real life which is a fantastic thing to have (laughs) (laughs) if i had a friend or two in real life one lonely tear rolls down King Cosby's face. Yeah. No, if, if, if people, if we were to meet up, for example, and play this game together, I think it would be a fantastic game to play together. And I think you'd get through it much quicker because I think you could take two goes each, for example, because the run times differ. You know, you can get on a run that's 10 minutes long or you can get on a run that's an hour long. Um, and that's the beauty of it. Um, sometimes the run you don't expect to be the run is the run as well. Um, <laughs> I know you mean. Seems, yeah, it's just always the way. Um, so that would be yeah. brilliant. Um, obviously, once laws, uh, how was that? Once laws ease up, people come round could play a, a, a round robin on it. It'd be good. Yeah, no, I, I, I look forward to trying that out. I mean, I've got a PS4 now, but obviously that's not good enough because. <laughs> It's not on the PS4, um, <clears throat> but no, I I do like these kind of games, and I have heard that complaint around the not saving thing, and I know that developers said that you can do it something like restart mode or something like that. You can there's something you can do, but apparently it's quite notorious for crashing games, uh, so you can lose your your progress. Now, obviously, this is something that yeah, not to brag or anything, but as a Microsoft fanboy. <laughs> We have yeah. a quick resume and we can just turn our Xbox off and turn it back on and be at the exact same spot again. And it holds up to six games. So theoretically, <laughs> I could play that game, turn it off and go back to it the next day. Now, you can't do that. And no. I understand you can't do that. But I do think that, I don't, I don't know, it's weird because I'm, I'm, I like roguelites. I do. And I like this idea that, you know, I, I play Hades, for instance, and obviously if I get to a certain point in Hades, and I have done before, and you kind of have to go do anything else, anything else in life, make dinner, um, pop to the shop, throw the bins out, you need to you need to turn the game off, basically. And you, no matter how far you are, um, I think I got one time where I got to, I was playing Hades, and you have there's three bosses, four bosses even, three bosses and the final boss. I got to the second boss, and I was like, you know what, I need to, get on with dinner so i better die and it was when i went on that kamikaze run i ended up getting all the way to the final boss and i was thinking this is shit because i was meant to start dinner half an hour ago and i'm still playing this fucking game but i don't want to give it up i don't want to lose that progress but you kind of have to i suppose yeah. um and obviously i don't know i'm assuming returnal within regards to scope comparable to hades what i've heard is that it's quite a lot bigger so a lot of people are saying that the runs last for like way over an hour yeah. Uh, before you even die and reset. Now that's a long time. I could play Hades and be resetting every twenty minutes, or the most I think from start to boss is about forty-five, and that's a manageable chunk of time. You know, you can, you know, for a fact that even if you give it up, you've only got forty-five minutes to get back to it. But if you're playing a game for an hour and a half, and then you die, or you need to force of you force yourself to die, or you need to turn it off, and then you have to start right back at the beginning. That's a bit soul destroying. Yeah. Um. I think if you're going to create a roguelite which is that large in scale, you should have certain points. It should really be like, you know, you play from start to there, you get to the boss, you should be able to save it and then have the choice to kind of give up on the game for the bit, turn it off or continue. And if you die, obviously, then you start from right back in the beginning. But then at least you know that, you know, you get to a point you go, well, I need to go to the shop. So if I complete this boss, I can save the game and then turn it off and come back to it tomorrow and it'll be at that point and carrying forward. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe that's a feature they're going to add in, but I can see that being very frustrating. Yeah. But it looks like an amazing game. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say is that dying does progress the story. So, um, in many ways, like you'll die, oh. come back in, and there'll be something new. Not not every time you die. Like I, I'm sure it's like if you die a hundred times, it's not going to keep <laughs> <laughs> telling you something. But so, sometimes it does, um, which is cool. Um, there are six bio uh, biodomes. From from my understanding, once you complete the first three, you then do go into a second part of the game which you restart at that point instead of the first point again. Um, I don't know how that necessarily works. I'll be interested to see how that, that does work. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to really um, complain about it that much because it's one of those things where it's an interesting way to go. And, and it, it doesn't feel, it, it's annoying how quickly you want to jump back in after dying. Yeah, yeah. Because it does, it is fun. It's, it's a very the gameplay game. loop. The gameplay loop is quite addictive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've already established a masochist, so it kind of makes sense for us to want to go back and be like, "Please, sir, may I have another beating?" <laughs> um, I die, and I spawn back in. I'm like, "Oh, I'm just going to turn off." And I'm like, "Let me just check what's through that door." And then I go through <laughs> that door, and and literally, like, this is how I when I first beat the first boss, just, just a quick side story, <laughs> I wanted to turn it off, but I, I walked through the first door and the first door I walked through, the boss door was there. And I was like, <laughs> the chances of that happening now, now I, can't, I can't go into the boss fight straight away. Cause I'm not leveled up. I need to level up. I need to get my proficiency. I need to get a better weapon. I need to get better health. There's chances that I'm not going to get to do that. Am I going to try? So I go, and you just find good drops. I found uh, <laughs> I, I found something that gave me more integrity, which is health. And yeah, then just eventually beat the boss. And that's the thing. If you get a good run, um, then it, it just, all, all the bad runs don't make any difference. And if you use the bad runs to just learn a bit more, then uh, you only get better. Get good. It's a get good. It's a get good games. Yeah, I think that maybe um, I'll have to look out for a patent somewhere for PlayStation and the developers of the game have probably figured out a way to tap into your mic on your control pad. <laughs> and it's like, he's thinking of leaving. <laughs> Quickly put the, boss, put the boss room directly in front of him. Haha, <laughs> bitch, we got you now. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's good to hear. And like I said, I'm looking forward to when we can play it. I'm, we were discussing trying to figure out a time when we can all get together and play a bit of games together which would be quite nice so okay. i look forward to that and i will steal your playstation 5 and you'll never see it again and i'll just Gone. be playing all the games yeah i don't know where it went what's that under your jacket nothing i wasn't wearing a jacket this is your jacket bye <laughs> <coughs> um yeah no I'm, uh, I'm glad and obviously i could imagine that asking you what else you've been playing is just gonna you're just gonna give me souls likes right you're just gonna list them to me um, to be fair, that's all I have really been playing. Um, we played a bit of COD uh, over the week, um, which was good. Uh, got a couple of wins, I believe, over the uh, from since the last time we spoke, um, yeah. which seems yeah. to be a lot more regular in Resurgence. I really do like that um, game mode. Uh, I think they've added some more maps or something. I don't know. I can't remember. I saw something in the group, but yeah. yeah. Uh, apart from that, no. Returnal is the first. Is the only thing I've been properly playing. Um, in the last three weeks, apart from COD Online with you guys and Sekiro, trying to get those uh, hitless runs, but probably leave it there now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I managed to 
start playing um, Immortals Phoenix Rising today. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I started playing that because um, um, G.I. Hosey lent it to me, so I've started to play that today. It's actually pretty good. It's, I think it's going to scratch the itch that I have of not having Breath of the Wild yet. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't really know if I want Breath of the Wild. I, I think I'm at the point now, if I'm going to play a game that's that large in scope, I want it to be like, you know, 4K, 60 FPS. Yeah. And, you know, the Switch can't handle that. So I don't really want to be playing Breath of the Wild on which is going to be graphically less impressive, even though it is an impressive game. And also then, you know, uh, the frame rate drip dips and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't think I can be handling that. So as an alternative, I've started playing that and it's it started out really well. I've enjoyed it so far. I've only played about an hour and a half. Um, just kind of getting everything set up so you get with your abilities. You start off with just nothing. You get a sword, then you get an axe, you get wings, and you get all this kind of stuff and it kind of just all adds on. So I've now got all of the powers and it kind of just lets you free into this world. And um, I'm just trying to traversing it and seeing what it, it kind of holds, which is pretty good. Um, me and Jose have been playing It Takes Two. Obviously, we've had to suspend that for a bit due to personal problems, but we're hoping to pick that up. Actually, we're going to, we're talking about maybe playing it tonight, but we're going to start playing that tomorrow nice. again to try and get out of the way. I do want me and you to try and start an Outriders run. Yeah, see if we can get that, that played out. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try and stream Resident Evil 7 as well. So I've got a lot to play. But I think it's okay. I think if I, if I focus myself into away from Warzone a bit, which is what my focus is going to be over the next few weeks, I just focus on all these little games that have come up, Little Nightmares 2, etc., etc. Uh, just start playing for all those. And that's what I'm going to have to do. I've had to kind of sidetrack The Witcher 3 for a bit. I think the thing with The Witcher 3 is it's such a big game, it's quite daunting. I'm finding it very hard to get into it because it's so large. Because yeah. it just feels like if I do, I'm not going to be able to do anything else with my life. Whereas I like the games you can kind of pick up and play an hour of and, and you know that you've within that hour you've done some quite a bit. Whereas the issue I find is with The Witcher 3, if I play it for an hour, I haven't really done much. I've travelled from one place to another and maybe started another quest, but I... I you need to play for like a good five hours to really get anywhere within the story. Uh, and I don't really have five hours every day playing a game. So I think I'll, I will go back to it. Obviously it's one of those games I will constantly go back to, but for now as a palette cleanser, I'm going to bang out a few smaller games, a few shorter ones, get those done. And then, then go back to that once it, it kind of dries up again. So yeah. Nice. Um, next time we speak, I'll probably be able to finish Phoenix rising. So I can let you know a bit more my, my take on that and how it goes. Nice, nice. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. So that's our last few weeks within our nerdy worlds. The world of nerd. The world, world of, of nerd. nerd. It's depressing, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> a lie, whatever it used to be called. Um, so yeah, so that's everything? Uh, yeah, that's everything for this week. It was, uh, okay. it was a good week. Yeah, so um, guys, thank you for listening to The Roost with me and King Costi here. Obviously, it's a different format. Let us know how you think. Uh, you know, we're covering everything we love. We're just, if anything comes up during the next two weeks, we'll tell you all about it. Uh, and we will record a podcast. We may, may, not saying we will, <laughs> may be able to record a live podcast next week. Not next week. Week after. Next time. Yeah, the week after. So, <clears throat> listen out for it. The audio quality should be slightly better. Here's hoping. Um... <laughs> we'll actually be probably a lot drunker so we'll see how that gets, gets you know, how that plays out but 
in the meantime check out our youtube uh, check out our facebook our instagram and our twitter raven gaming uk wherever you want to be wherever where we want to be turn a corner we're probably there um wearing our holier than thou knuckle dusters ready to, to preach about the lord um, <laughs> and obviously check out our spoiler cast for Yasuke once that comes out and once we've finished um, once King Kossi's finished Invincible we might try and get a few of the lads together and we'll do a spoiler cast of Invincible as well because I knew some of the other guys have been watching that too so yeah tune in to everything we've got going on if you have any suggestions for games you want us to cover things you want us to watch things you want us to talk about let us know uh, check out all of the socials and, and hit us up and we'll, we'll see what we can do but for now from me Guilty Grey and my esteemed colleague the King of Costi I'd like to Great. say goodbye and we'll see you again soon take care guys